Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Brought to you by Jamstack.com. Come join us in San Francisco on November 6th and 7th. Register at Jamstack.com. Today, we're, we're actually talking about how to break into tech through streaming with Jen. Now, we may have put some other titles on the actual Twitch title, so sorry, but uh, we'll you're going to hear a lot about it anyway. So, what you see, yeah. <laughs> with all of that said, Jen, welcome. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. Yes, you too. So glad that you could join us. We were just talking about how quickly we threw this together and <laughs> last minute stream, so... I mean, that's kind of how I, I threw together Teach Gen Tech, so that works. This It's perfect, then. We have the perfect story. So do you want to give us a little bit about yourself, like your background, how you got here? When I was 18, I moved to Colorado, and I was working overnight at a company called American Eagle. A lot of people know who it is, but not everybody does. So it's a pretty popular clothing store here in the States. It's also... Um, where a lot of, if you've never worked in retail, they'll do like the store refreshes overnight. So that way they don't have to close business during the day to be able to swap out what's on the floor. And I was working there overnight and I made friends with somebody else that was working there because a lot of people would do that. So they got the discounts, but didn't have to do it very often. And she was like, Jen, you're dope. You should go apply at Verizon. I'm like, the cell phone company? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it would be good. I'm like, okay. And I'm like 18, 19 at this point. I'm just like, I'm working at Guitar Center, working the front desk. I'm doing overnights at American Eagle. I'm working at Urban Outfitters and Target. So I have four jobs. I'm very, very busy. Wow. Um, and so I go apply for uh, Verizon and they're like, cool, dude, you can start. And uh, you're going to be in our Boulder location, which I lived closer to Denver. So it was about a 40 minute drive both ways, which is really funny if you've never really lived in snow before. Yeah, that was really fun back then. <laughs> yep. I had the same transition. Yep. 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 That was fun. Uh, I, I didn't die. So we're <laughs> good. We're good. And I was in customer support then, and I, I like to say that I've always been tech adjacent, meaning that working at Verizon, this was during the time that Android and iPhone came out. There were still like uh, the trios and Blackberries, but it was when there was still like a tech bar to be able to get support in store. So it was a lot more technical. And little did I know that at that point, I would explain to people the difference between iPhone and Android was iPhone is closed source, meaning that it's more likely to work because it's not super customizable. And Android is open source, meaning that the plugins in the operating system may not be friends. I did not know until like a week ago that 10 plus years ago, I was talking about open source. Like, yeah. OSS open source. I have like, never made that conjunction still to this day. And yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, um, so I worked at Verizon for almost seven years and I 
um, moved to Arizona with them. It was, it was awesome to be able to do that. And I took a break to be able to move out to Indiana to help my dad with some things. And we'll just say that that was not the best decision I've ever made. I did find out what Lake Effect Snow is and uh, my car ended up in a ditch. So yeah, we I'm have from Phoenix. <laughs> so I went back to the warmness, went back to Phoenix. And that's when I started working at GoDaddy. And I worked overnights at GoDaddy. And then I went into the email support. And then I went to hosting support, did some communications and uh, international communications and incentives manager for a bit. It's definitely where, like, again, tech adjacent. I'm dealing with all this tech, but I'm never, I'm not coding it. Yeah. But I'm supporting it. So it was like having to learn all these the technical side of things, yet maybe not building it. Like um, when I was at GoDaddy, it was a bit of, in the hosting, it was like I needed to understand um, being able to go to the root folder, seeing if there was any malware or something like that by looking at the files, knowing how to like, if they deleted their index file or renamed it for some reason, that's probably why their website doesn't load. So that's really helped. And towards the end of it, I worked for one of the companies that they acquired named Media Temple. And they're the ones who taught me how to use command line because they didn't have an interface like cPanel to be able to use their servers. It was all through command line. Mm -hmm. So it was like, that was my opportunity that I learned a bit about command line, which I say that because it's made now so much easier. Um, and then I went to a video production company and because I was like, I've always wanted to do a human connection project. It's what I'm about. I, and yes, I totally love human connection is literally what I'm about, but Video production, um, I'm not great at being behind the camera in the fact that when people are going and like getting B-roll at conferences, um, like behind the scenes, or they're supposed to blend in for the most part, so that way they don't distract. I'm not great at that. Even <laughs> if I like wear all black, I still, I'm like, hi, hi, can we be friends? And uh, yeah, no. Friendly, no. social. Like yeah. in a good way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, and then COVID hit. So I was the person that really ran these digital conferences from start to end, meaning that I had account management experience. So I was the one that was talking to the customer or the client. And then I was the one that had some event planning figured out. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Like I literally took it from setting up all the Zooms, helping with the SDK for the website. So Zoom actually worked within it, working with all of the breakout rooms, the organization of the website, like all of this super technical stuff. And I never knew like what an SDK was before this, but it was explained to me during this role. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I kind of <laughs> get what it is. Great. It works. That's all I care. And so during my time there, I've always had these, my entire life, I've had these like crazy headaches that would happen every once in a while. 
where on my right temple, it would be like so much pressure that I would have to tie a scarf around my head and try to put enough pressure on it to not hurt. And while I'm at this production company, it's happening once a week, twice a week. I'm driving and my vision completely went out. And come to find out, I need to have brain surgery. Very exciting stuff. Wow. And uh, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. What happened is I had, um, I have multiple arachnoid cysts on my brain. Normally they are not a big deal. And a cyst is normally just like uh, something that's fluid filled. So normally not a big deal at all. Yet for some reason, the one on my right temple was building so much pressure that nothing would help it like medication, lidocaine shots. And so I had to see a neurosurgeon and they were like, yo, let's do this like experimental surgery where they basically build a river in my brain. So you have like natural brain fluid and then you have like this lake of assist. So they had to build a scar tunnel Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I like to explain it that it's going from the lake to the river to the ocean. That is how, what they did. And so first off, the production studio I worked at was probably the most toxic place I had ever worked in my entire life. Like I have grown up with narcissists and gaslighting and my boss there was spectacular at it. Back. Um, and so I'm, I'm have this brain surgery and what was a big unknown. And from what I understand so far is there's not a lot of studies on it is that your right, basically the right frontal side of your brain is where all of your long-term memories are stored, mm. which first putting all my worth in my work is I'm having a hard enough time knowing that I have to take a month off. Second, my sister is going in and working for me while I'm gone because it's a production studio with only five people. So they will fail if they don't have someone to replace me. And third of, yeah, all the shit I've ever gone through all came up again. And I say that in the way I kind of figured that out was there were some people that wanted to start their own production company. And there was uh, some friends that had a coffee shop and a coffee truck and they really wanted some good video. And this, these people that wanted to break out into the production company need to get their own content to show that they did it not for people that they worked for earlier. I planned it in three days and had 50 plus people show up to be like uh, step-ins and actors Mm -hmm. and actresses. And got it for free for everyone. Like that is like a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know a lot of people that like try to figure out how to put in a big event in three days at multiple locations. And it was, I should have been so proud of myself. And yet I was found in the car crying because I felt like I was very, very unneeded. And if everyone is off doing their thing, then I have nothing to No one to connect, no one Mm -hmm. to uh, advocate for, no one to like make feel better because everybody's doing good. So I felt completely worthless and I hadn't felt like this 
for a long time that I was like, what, what is going on? And my partner and I got into some fights and I started to self-harm again. And these are things that I hadn't done for years because of therapy, you know, really working on myself. And as I'm working with the neurosurgeon and neurologist, I always knew I had ADHD. I also knew that I was diagnosed with bipolar type two, but I never wanted to deal with it. So this is where I really started going through and like really focusing on my mental health. And I started posting videos about it, like through my journey of finding it. And then my second cousin saw I had brain surgery and she's like, oh my God, I didn't know. I was like, nobody knew. I like didn't tell anybody. I deleted my social media before I even knew. And I, she was like, hey, I'm going to this company named Stoplight. You should come with me. And she's like, you'll do marketing. And I'm like, I mean, I've done sales. I've done management, done communications, but marketing? Okay. So like this is, I'm just thrown in and I, I barely know what an SDK is. So I don't know what an API is. I still don't know any <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I still don't know what an API is. I mean, I now know what an API <laughs> is, but like, this is like a big difference that I, I'll get to that. I will get to that. I'm going to okay. pin in that one. Um, so I go to start working at Stoplight and I am still dealing with all like this mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go to my very first Denver API meetup and they're like, Hey, what does Stoplight do? And I'm like, they do a thing. They do a thing with, with APIs. And because I didn't understand like what an API spec was, why you would want to design an API spec, why form first is so important, why it's cool how it auto creates documentation. And I'm like, oh, but I didn't know that when I went to the Denver API meetup, because when I was doing sales enablement, I was doing all of the processes first before I was creating content. Mm. And so it was one of the most embarrassing moments. And then also I was like, I'm going to go start another podcast and I'm going to do it about sales. And my boss is like, no, bro, like do it about something else. Cause if it's sales, then we have to kind of like support it and you should do like your own project for your own health. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do it about. And she's like, do mental health. You love mental health. I'm like, okay. So back in the day, I had a podcast in 2016 with a co-host called Greater Than, and we talked about uh, homelessness, racial biases, all that, and I I would always explain it to people that this is shit you don't want to talk about, and I was like, whoa, that is the light bulb, that is what I'm going to call the new podcast, and the biggest reason that I advocate for others and feel so passionately about making sure that people have a platform to be heard, that marginalized communities have a cheerleader to to be able to really start to dismantle this like gap that society has caused. And Mm -hmm. under I like to say that I like to bust chuck myself, meaning that most people have heard of the term like I'm going to throw like 
gosh, Brittany, why'd you throw me under the bus and tell our boss this? Like, there's this term of like throwing you under the bus. I call that bus chucking. And by I say that I bus chuck myself in the fact of I'm going to ask the really, really awkward and hard questions of Brittany, like what's going on? Why are, why'd you say that to our boss when I know you got X, Y, Z going on, you know, like try to dig deeper on that. Mm -hmm. And a big reason why is I never want someone to feel alone. Like I did when I went through solitary confinement, when I was a kid, I never want anyone to not be able to talk or have backup for their mental health because they went through physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, because those are all things I went through. I don't want them to be self-harm or suicidal because I've done that. I would hate for someone to be homeless because I've done that or sexually harassed or assaulted because that's happened. Marriage, divorce, abortions. I got all of it before the age of 22. And that is the biggest reason that I started the podcast. And I mentioned that because that I love the podcast. I absolutely love the podcast. It's also a very emotionally challenging thing where tech has always been second nature. Like I never meant to go into tech. If I wind back, I was at a retail store and someone said, go apply for Verizon. Yeah, Like it's not something that I was like, let me go work in tech. I was always just very tech adjacent. And so in August, September, 2021, they, uh, Stoplight was like, yo, you're going to go to learning services. I'm like, what is learning services? They're like, you're going to create their training. I'm like, I've never built a curriculum, but sure. I'm like, <laughs> oh, let's do this. So I built the curriculum and they were like, cool. Now you have to create the training itself, the content. And I'm like, so what is an API? And so their engineers are like all teaching me, like, what is an API? What is Stoplight's point of view? What does each of our products do? And it was very, very eye-opening to see, like, I get the concepts of what an API does. And I start making the content. And in January, 2021, they decided they're going to go in a different direction. And I was let go. Okay. So I knew I was going to have a big surgery in February, 2022. So wasn't a lot of time to job hunt and then be like, okay, bye. And I finally heal from that surgery and of um, April. And I start looking for a job, still nothing. And the Denver API meetup crew was like, yo, why don't you join us? Because you asked for mentorship when you started doing learning services. Why don't you just be a co-organizer? I'm like, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't want to do it. I don't want technology. This is crazy. And I finally, like by May, I'm like, okay, you know, let me try this. Let's see what happens. And it's given me the opportunities to like MC at API days. I have met and learned like so much about the tech now. And it was the type of thing that Ori from API days, the conference, he's one of the co-organizers here. And he was like, 
if you could describe a perfect job for you, please just like list it out. No job titles, just like what is a perfect job? And I'm like, okay. So I listed out and I basically described a Deverell to a T of I want to be able to advocate for others because if a user can't use a product, then the company is not going to succeed. And if the company can't hear what the user is needing, then we need to be able to do that. And then we also, I was like, okay, cool. And that is why I found Devrel and then started on Tech within yeah. a week. Okay. That is so much background. And before we dive like more into Teach Gen Tech, we have like a little ad roll we're going to play real quick. So go ahead and do that. And then I want to dive into more. We know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences. While content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing, to deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time. Jamstack.conf is back in person, and we are going all out. Come meet the people who are building the future of web development, from the minds behind Dino and Netlify to the open source builders working on Astro, Solid, Eleventy, Angular, and more. Ask questions about what's coming to the modern web directly to the people building it. Hang out with fellow web devs and have fun connecting to the community in a gorgeous rooftop setting. Taking place November 7th and 8th in the heart of San Francisco. Jamstack.conf is a celebration of web development that includes more than 30 speakers, 40 booths, and hundreds of developers, and a few more surprises. Don't miss out and get your ticket or check out the agenda now on jamstack.org forward slash comp. We can't wait to see you there. You are such an amazing, amazing speaker that I, you answered two of my questions without even me having to ask them. I know. So I was going to ask you what made you want to transition into tech and it kind of happened by accident. It sounds like just you were tech adjacent and throughout that journey you had that. And then I was going to ask why you started Teach Gen Tech. You kind of explained that with the Denver API group and like how mm-hmm. you got into all of that. But I want you to explain what is Teach Gen Tech? For sure. And a a little bit more of like something that I think would uh, anybody that uses Twitter, this will probably crack you up. So I it's the end of June. So 2022. So only a few months ago. And 
Adam Duvander is someone that is great at developer marketing that because it's very difficult to market to developers. Nobody wants to be marketed to in general. And he posted something on Twitter about like, hey, for people that are looking for DevRel roles, please, um, you know, comment here to allow people to, you know, look, uh, talk to you. And I've never really used Twitter. I think I had like 40 followers mm-hmm. and I'm replying, like tweeting back to each of these people saying, hey, cool. How do I reach out to you? And like almost everybody's like, dude, dude, just DM me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, okay, cool. Didn't know that was a thing. And by, uh, so that was like on a Thursday on that Friday, I met with Wesley Faulkner. And he was so dope because he was talking about like being ADHD, being dyslexic. And I was like, wait, you can actually like code if you're dyslexic and do stuff if you're dyslexic. Cause this is like why I always thought one of the reasons I couldn't. And he's like, yeah, dude. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And thank you for also looking up all these people. I could have also prepared that. So next one is Ramon, which is Ola Soy Milk, if you want to search that one. Um, And Ramon, second call, it's like the Monday, and he's like, hey, why don't we do some peer programming? Um, Like, you want to do DevRel, but you don't really know the tech. You got the personality. You can make content, but you don't have technical content created. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that'll be yeah, why not? I'll, I'll, I'll live stream with you sometime. I have no idea what live streaming is, but sure. Why not? Third person I meet is Anthony. How do we say Anthony's last name? I'm always Campolo. I know. Campolo. It, we said it wrong for a long time too. I think we've finally gotten it right. AJC web dev. That's what yes. I call him. Anthony AJC web dev. That is his new last name. <laughs> Um, and he's the third person I mean, and he's in like the NFT, like web three world. And he's like, no, I'm not talking to you about any of this whatsoever. Do not look into it. I'm like, okay. And he's, and then I was telling him about Wesley and I was telling him about Ramon and he's like, why don't you just start your own show? He's like, you don't have a job. You need a job. Start your own show. And I was like, sure. Why not? And I, I mentioned my podcast because my podcast, it took me like seven months to think of everything and launch mm-hmm. it. Yes. Teach Gen Tech. I had this call with Anthony on Tuesday. I did. And so I'm going to go back a little bit. I just saw Adam's thread the Thursday before. Like, so it's been less than a week. And that Friday... Yes. Yes, you did. You said basically do learn with Jason. And so, and then that Friday, so I talked to Anthony on Tuesday, that Friday is July 1st and I launched Teach Gen Tech. Did you know what learn with Jason was? Not till Anthony told me about it. (laughs) And then you went to check it out. Uh, actually I decided that I was going to launch teach gen tech and then I don't know the Twitter world and I'm just like, I'm going to find this Jason guy and I'm going to hit him up and see if he'll be on the show someday. And he is, he's coming on next month. So (laughs) exciting. But, uh, basically I would awkwardly just try to like 
see if people would be on the show because I didn't know what I was doing. And I also didn't know who to reach out to. So my first show was with Yare and he was trying to show me like HTML, CSS and JavaScript. And he was showing me how to write something in JavaScript and how HTML can be inserted within JavaScript and CSS. Mm -hmm. And I did the assignment and I just wrote it in HTML because I couldn't figure out it. And I was like, oh, but now I kind of see what they are. And Mm -hmm. then Anthony is my second episode. And he was like, we're going to build a React app with Veet and Vercel. I'm going to try not to roll my eyes again. (laughs) Y'all can talk about that next week when you come on the stream. I know. I'm very excited (laughs) for that. But I, I... I don't, I can't do words today. It's Friday. My brain is mush, but like I identify with what you said about streaming and that doing something like maybe a podcast, like you want to plan and like get a website together, get a thing to put things out. But I feel like streaming is so low barrier to entry. It, it is. It is. I will say the GoDaddy in me. Um, I did go build a website really quick. Uh, I built a link tree. I oh, nice. threw together some random Canva, you know, image just so that way it had some type of branding. And it wasn't until like, uh, Eric, oh, I'm going to say his name wrong too. Uh, Eric Wild from Axway. Uh, I was talking to him about some like streaming stuff and he's like, yo, your thumbnails, you need some improvement. Oh, before I was like, the ones now are just incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Canva again. Like if I could get Canva to sponsor the show, I talk about it enough. Would love it. Yeah. Canva if you're out there in the world. Uh, and it was where I basically had no idea what I was just taking people that would say yes to talk to me. And honestly, I would some book someone and then I, they would tell me something and I'd be like, Anthony, what did they just say? I don't even know what they just said. And Anthony, like, comments on Mishko's uh, thread of, like, wanting to be on shows for quick. So, so Mishko is like, go ahead, go ahead. So someone who has not really done a lot of technical coding had Mishko Hevry, the creator of Angular, explaining quick on her show. Alex used to work with Mishko at Builder. This is why I'm talking kind of directly to him right now, explaining this to him. Like, can you imagine? You're muted, by the way. No, I like I'm sitting here thinking of a reaction. And I'm just like, I, I half the stuff Mishko and Adam and all those folks working on quick, it's all like, over my head. So, totally fine. Yeah. Um, he asked me, he was like, yeah, we could build like a Hacker News or something. And I'm, I'm like screenshotting stuff and sending it to Anthony. Like, what is this guy saying to me? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. I can no. only imagine. Like, just, it was, yeah, he was. Uh, Mishko was so nice and like such a good guest and was so kind about everything. Yeah, it was, but yeah, I did not know any of that. And yes, my, I, I mentioned the GoDaddy and the Verizon stuff because it did help me think, like learn the problem solving side of things. Uh, working at GoDaddy really did help me understand terminal and, you know, 
file folder structure and HTML and load times. And and you mentioned the command line too, which yeah. I think is one of those basic things that you have to learn adjacent to coding if you're just getting into all of that and mm -hmm. don't know it already. Yeah. So like I had, it's weird because I think we all have advantages that will help us in coding. It's just finding out what they are and how to refer it back to something we already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was reading Anthony's comment like I, I'm like do a to do list and then he did a counter much better. Why is a counter much better than a to do list, Anthony? It's a lot simpler. I know that. It is a lot simpler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I need to go get the counter and put it back in my React app. Oh yeah. Before. So uh, Anthony's going to come on and do a React counter, and I'm going to do a Spelt counter, and we're going to show Jen the differences between React and Spelt. <laughs> gonna be see fun. how that goes <laughs> gonna be fine not to like jump all the way back to the beginning but um i've had similar struggles with uh mental issues and, and things like that and depression and i'm kind of curious just by openly talking about it was that more helpful for you if that makes sense uh i never I don't know how to say this. So a lot of what I struggled with within almost my entire life was the fact that I always put everybody else's needs above mine and never felt worthy enough. And so I never really talked about what I went through in those type of things with people because I wouldn't say I was ashamed of it. It was more of like, I didn't want to talk about myself. Mm -hmm. And so having the podcast uh greater than so back in the day it was this like first time i was like oh i get to ask questions of people this is exciting and my co-host so annoyed at me all the time because she comes from a very journalistic background i come from and very much a let's wing it that is my <laughs> life philosophy uh i just say fuck it and we're gonna go it's gonna be great we're yep. gonna figure it out it doesn't always work, but majority of the time it does. Yeah. And so that I always felt like I wasn't good enough to do it by myself. And it was the fact of like going to such a bad job and how horribly I was treated. And I didn't even realize it till my sister started and how horribly she was being treated. So that like kicked me into like, I got to like stick up for her. And then another friend saw how much I was drowning at that job. So he volunteered to help out and like making sure that he was being taken care of because like, mm. I won't never really realize how people were treating me. But if I saw it for other people, I'd be like, y'all back off. Like I will just be like the shield of it. I'll blame stuff on me. Like literally I'll bust check myself and just like make it all about, make it all about me um, at that <laughs> point, okay. protect other people. And then going to stoplight, it was like this weird experience of my brain surgery, like made me deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I had have, when I was, I had the opportunity to go to Paris for my 30th birthday because I was in Europe for work. 
and I'm on the train from Cologne, Germany to Paris and I'm looking out the window and I just realized that my entire life, I never thought I would live to that point. And I posted a video on, uh, about mental health and how, you know, being able to break through it. And that was like the first video that I publicly posted about it. And a few months later, um, I posted when I was at the Grand Canyon about it because about something else, because I was having a really hard time with my own journey. And then going to the stoplight, I was posting about my mental health because I just had brain surgery and people wondering what's going on. So it was like this weird, I evolved without meaning to, I guess you could say brain surgery just kind of made me do it. And it was like, I didn't want other people to feel alone. So I was like, I'll share this stuff, but if... It helps. Cool. If not, then I'll just quit. And it's hard now um, to talk about it all the time. In the fact of I get vulnerability hangover. Um, I'm on podcasts a lot that go really deep into things that um, I recorded one earlier this week that I was in shambles afterwards, but I knew that the message was going to be good and it was good experience for me to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because if I can put myself through this, then like not as like a, a martyr, like I feel like I have to do this for other people, but I'm like, if I can find the strength to share my story, then I can really help others know that they're not alone. And that I think is what I'm still working on myself of like trying to figure out how do I share about mental health in tech. I have a Twitter space that I host every Wednesday called mental health and neurodiversity in tech. And we choose a topic. It's really fun. Um, Yet it's like they go together, but I haven't like logically figured out how to like talk about it to a developer community. I can talk to people one-on-one about it. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Denver startup week and I made friends with so many people and they're all in like the tech world, CTOs, developers. And I don't know the tech like, and they're cool with it. They would still talk to me about yep. the company I was working for because I connected to them as a human and I never needed the tech, but they saw that I was trying to get the tech so that I respected mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I always feel like there there has to be like an app to help people through this stuff, but in a very, very sensitive way somehow, because it's not a lot of people want to talk about it still. And I, I totally accept that. Um, I think it's something hard to talk about, but like, how do you get through that and like still have a caring group around you too? So it's always on my mind of, of something like how can tech help, but I don't know. These days, it's it's really tough. Uh, we just did a Google Developer Group meetup, um, the first one that we did, and there's a gentleman there that hadn't been out of his house in two and a half years due to COVID, and he was like struggling. And he used to be a very sociable person, so I think there's a lot of that going on right now, and a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. So I think it's it's definitely 
a topic that needs to be addressed in the tech community um, and something that like, I, I don't know, I, I wish there was like some magic way of figuring it out, but obviously it's a, it's something that we'll have to work through. Yeah, it's, it's something that even just having the community on this Twitter space the last few months, because without meaning to, I started it like a week or two after Teach Gen Tech. Like I'll say a month after I started Teach Gen Tech, uh, started this Twitter space. It's very weird. I never meant to start that one either. <laughs> uh, and it's a lot of talking about how people understand it, like whatever the topic is, and then how do they work through it? Mm -hmm. uh, so for example, we talked one week about people pleasing. So how does people pleasing show up? How does that show up when we're at work, when we are job hunting, when we are um, doing in our relationships? And then how do we work through it? So that way we are still respectful to people, but we're not allowing ourselves to be walked all over. Can and I get the recording to that? Because I need that. <laughs> sure. I think the majority of the, oh, but only Twitter only holds them for 30 days. Yeah, I'm, I'm I like, know. up my media game because y'all, I... I... I have lots of qualms with Twitter spaces and that is one of them is that like recording and then it doesn't live anywhere afterwards. Like mm -hmm. it's just, which I mean, it's nice for kind of a community feel like to have that, but then to have some of those conversations long-term would be really nice. I and think. you can't download them. You can, you, you can export all of your Twitter data um, and pull those down. And it's actually oh. easier now too. Like the hard part for me is, which I think they've done a lot better job at it now, um, the announcement that it is being recorded. So like when you jump on oh, to actually- yeah, yeah become a listener even yeah. it says you are recording so um, i've done a really good job with it i didn't think about exporting all the data itself i went to like the twitter space and tried to download it yeah this makes sense if you if you do a recording i believe the yeah. last time i did one um we could try it later today just to mess yeah. around but I, I think you can click oh. the, the button on the actual space now once it completes so thinking of that is winds of the week happening it was supposed to be today again yeah. and I think nobody did it again. I do that after that. <laughs> yes. Um, this is fantastic. Like this, this conversation is, it's often tough to have, but I, I really applaud you for kind of going through, especially from, from the beginning all the way through um, how you got into tech and kind of how you're growing. I, I can't wait to see like where things end up. I just, I just see your character and like what you're building and what you're doing and the, Road's endless. Thank it's you. So it's I'm super so exciting. surprised by you as well. I also applaud you because I like understanding all of that about yourself and coming through the other side, yeah. I think is just a huge, huge success. Yeah. And I, I do have one more question before we transition. I know we're running out of time, but like doing the streaming, are you finding a niche? So we kind of talked about this. <laughs> are you finding something that you like more? Are you finding front end or back end? Like, yeah. And this is something Anthony keeps bugging me about. He's like, you need to niche down. And I'm like, but there's so much out there in the world. There is. And you're so, beginning to like, look at all of it. So you're, you don't have to, but. What I'm going to do is yesterday I had a guest, um, Eddie, he was uh, talking to me about it and he's like, dude, you need to at least like learn a language very proficiently. Doesn't matter what one, just learn one. 
So that's I'm actually kind of, very true. I'm separating it. <laughs> you talked to me like one time about that. I oh, think. Yeah. I'm like, what? Just, just ignore him. He's yeah. crazy. He gets um, wild on a Friday. <laughs> I think yes. that's a good point, just though. Just learning one will help you learn another one. So, you right. Can- where yeah. where I was very disconnected with that statement, like when other people have told me to like niche down, mm-hmm. it made it feel like the show had a niche down, which like makes me kind of panic because I'm like, no, there's so many people to talk to and so many things to learn. Yeah. Where yesterday's guest was like, why don't you just do this by yourself then? And I was like, oh, that is so smart. I could do a hundred days of code. Yeah. You could do and I anything was like, by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to start doing JavaScript, 100 days of code, just so that way Amazing. I do. And um, I'll probably end up streaming those too, just because I find it more entertaining. And yeah. then I actually do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see that because your question the other day on Twitter about Python or JavaScript as like a first language. And I don't think it matters what you pick. Just learn one. Yeah. Learn JavaScript. Well, I, I said JavaScript and then I said, well, it depends on what you want to code. It if does. you want to do web development, do JavaScript. Yeah. But you want to do machine learning, learn Python. It, yeah. It's interesting in the fact that, it, especially, and y'all, you know, anybody hiring for DevRel, you know, hit me up. Yes. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, and I've always wanted and you would that. Be amazing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that uh, it was. And a big reason that Anthony and I were talking about this was, you know, being able to know what kind of company I want to go to. And I'm talking to a company that does data infrastructure and it clicked for me because it was a lot like hosting at GoDaddy, like a lot of the ways stuff structures. And I'm like, in my head, it made more sense. APIs because I used to be there. And have you talked to Zeta? No. So I know this might conflict a little bit with AppRite. I don't know. But um, Zeta was looking for one when I was at Svelte Summit. X-A-T-A. It's like data with an X. And they were looking for some diversity in their DevRel team. Dude, I will hit you up after this because it was. But uh, like today's stream was an Android app developer. Yeah. And I'm just like, this looks so cool too. Now I want to do this. (laughs) And and that's a big reason that I want to like keep the stream open because I'm curious about like literally everything. Like I've had somebody come on the show to talk about Kubernetes way over my head, but I loved learning about it because as I'm learning other stuff, it'll start to click. Same thing with learning, like getting a glimpse at Go. Everybody talks about Go and I'm like, is go and so yesterday's stream having the glance at go made me go yeah you can stay over there but at (laughs) least i understand a bit more of why yeah it's used to build like kubernetes instead of like a javascript so it's like i have to take my own learning Mm -hmm. outside and that is what i'm gonna do I think yeah. it's just because JavaScript never had a cool mascot like Go the Gopher. Um, that's that's the only reason. <laughs> I like I it. You. I like it. All right. We're going to have to transition. Thanks so much for chatting through this, but we're going to do perfect picks now. Yeah. Talking about Go the Gopher. Now we're going to do more fun, perfect picks. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. If, uh, Brittany, I think we keep going first. So 
Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So my first thing is this week is our first full week of transitioning back into pillars at Netlify. So each developer experience engineer is now working alongside a pillar and I'm on the developer workflow pillar, which works on certain products and the lighthouse integration or plugin is the thing that was released this week from that pillar. And so I've really been diving into this and I think it's amazing to not have to go to a separate site when I deploy to see my lighthouse scores. So I actually, can I share my screen for a second and show what no, this looks like? <laughs> <laughs> gonna I am super it. curious while you're doing that, like how many pillars do you actually have? Too many. <laughs> um, okay. So um, we have, I think seven. Okay. I may be we, saying that wrong. Like five though. at my old, old, old company. So, so five would be perfect for us because there are um, five DXEs, developer experience engineers, but um, we have, I think, seven. And so a couple of them probably don't have a lot of products that we um, need to work on. But so if you're on a pro or above plan, you can see all of your history. But if you what? are on the free tier, yeah, so that's pro and above to see all the history. But you can see this for free. So this and you get your view high, uh, lighthouse report right in your deploy on Netlify now. That's awesome. So cool. I, I love it. Vercel was uh, doing that for us in their own way. And then it became pricier. So at least in the team plan. Yeah, there's this is for free, and then the history is on pro or above. So I think I think they would do lighthouse for free on a and and we have a match game. So oh, yeah, oh and it's updated for Halloween. I didn't notice this. That's so cool. I would fail so miserably at this. Oh, that's amazing. You're having too much fun. I gotta take the stream back over. Okay, go for <laughs> it. I'm gonna finish my game. <laughs> uh, you have to do your second pick. Oh, my second pick is Westworld. So I think I've picked this in the past with a different season, but we are on, I don't even know what, four or five at this point. It got really boring for a while and hard to watch. And yeah. this season has really picked the game back up. This is like season one all over again. It's really mind-bending. I'm still struggling with the season. Like I've watched every, I think every episode so oh, far. Oh, really? And you're and still struggling with it? I, I definitely agree. I, I think it was back to better, but I'm yeah. still like closure is kind of key well here. i think what we're gonna get closure in the last episode right don't no spoilers I, I no spoilers no spoiler i haven't watched the season i just don't want it to be like lost that's all like, okay i finished no one game. knows i can pick that's all. yeah i don't want it to be like lost lost was really confusing at the end it got frustrating yeah okay my first pick is animated log on screens um with rive um i've talked about rive in the past mm -hmm. it, it's basically how you can do like animations with bones and svg figures and stuff like that but um i saw a video the other day because i was going to do a, a login like this for uh app right demo and the rive people have when you're I, I, I need to open there it is let me see if i can open this so as you're typing you see the eyes kind of focus if i start typing my name his eyes follow it. Mm -hmm. 
is just it's bananas to me and this rive will go out to any um platform for the most part like flutter and um web and you name it there's is a... this what is the adobe character animator alternative i don't think so character animator i don't know that you can do it all the way to this because i think character animator you have to do to adobe after effects and then after effects to no i just mean can this do the same things as character animator can you import your for the most part i, I know they're using what's that plugin called um for animator i don't know i didn't like use a plugin i can't remember right now lottie files i think it's called lottie files okay um, I think that's how you would do this with that setup. So it's a little more painful. This is much more straightforward. The cool thing about Rive is it's all browser-based. So think about Figma for animations. Like you can just dive in and it's always in the web for you. So Nice. Um, exciting little bit of news, I thought. Um, so if you're you're starting to do startups, starting startups. <laughs> um, I like it. Cloudflare has dropped a ton of coin a lot of money build on cloud for flare workers so if you are looking for wow. funding i know like aws um and google they've done this a ton in the past but uh cloudflare is really pushing forward on this so if that's something that you know you're kind of interested in doing and uh interested in kind of going down that vc path might be and not if you're using Redwood and a green company, you might get money from Tom Preston Warner Ventures too. So you could double dip. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting, right? <laughs> I meant to ask you, now that I'm talking about the uh, Cloudflare, I cannot say that, Cloudflare workers. Um, do you know what Netlify's Edge actually runs on? Dino. No, the, like, are they on Fastly or are they... Oh, um, I can't, so, I can't find it earlier. If anybody knows, what is my DMs. what's the new server deployment? The one that's just coming up, like fly fast, fly, fly, fly.io. So okay. they did our hackathon. I'm not even sure this should be out, but our hackathon, they did a test run of using fly for the edge. Okay. So, but that's not what they're currently using. And I don't know what it's ran on right now, yeah, I was really but curious. it may be ran on fly in the future. I want to do a couple comparisons. So anyways, sorry, down a rabbit hole there. Dino Jen. is the edge functions, but I don't think that's where it's, it's not where it's like hosted at Okay. or through or whatever. Jen, your final, your, the final pick. Yay. Uh, and uh, while y'all were talking. It's, it's not till, sorry, folks. Uh, while y'all were talking, I was totally going through Twitter to see if I could get my content. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know what to put first off. So I was just like, I rewatched all of the Hunger Games the the last week. And it's an interesting way to challenge the status quo of thinking. Mm -hmm. Definitely some things they could approve on. Yet it was the type of thing that made me realize that no matter how hard life gets, it can always be somebody's game. And nice thinking of it like that is um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. Um, but that is what I got out of it. And I was like, you know what? I, I dig it. 
and that it was just motivation to keep going. And as we were talking earlier, I love Jennifer Lawrence as well. And I love these type of movies because as cheesy as it sounds, like when it is like somebody that pushes themselves further than they thought possible to be there Mm -hmm. for other people, I'm like, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to be that. Exactly. It's very motivating. This was my husband's uh, COVID watch too. When he had COVID, this was early days, like 2020. He works in the hospital. He watched the entire Hunger Games series. It's very motivating to uh, change the world. Yeah. (laughs) When you're sick (laughs) with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks so much, Jen, for uh, joining us today. I know it was very last minute, so we really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And thank you for having me on the show. And I'm excited to uh, catch up in like six months or at least a year. Like your journey is just going to go. I'm hoping it's in like a month. You have a new job and you can come back on and tell us about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so down. Like, so anybody hiring me here, you have it. I have a show booked to talk about it. Yes. (laughs) Anytime. I'm looking forward to our show on Tuesday. Thanks Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Bye.